0: You are listening to the One of Us.net podcast network. They come from the bowels of hell,
1: guided by a master plan, for the domination of the Earth. This arouses such emotion that the management has been forced to state positively no rebounds.
0: Yep, and we're back. We're all together. The Doom Woo! Patrol. Finally. Oh, nice
2: it's, I know. I it's feel like it's, like it's, it's been forever. forever. It, yeah.
0: It has been. Forever, for its I counted. I looked on the calendar, and it's like marked there forever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> with
0: an X there. Who from the last who do time. we specifically blame for this?
2: Uh, Fantastic Fest. Yeah. Yeah, it probably. was truly and, and if
0: you want, just me. It's okay, fine. It's all fine. Chris Cox's fault. used to being the guy to take the bullets. So. All right, that's fair. Yeah. I'll, I'm I'll, happy about this. I'll, I'll fall on that grenade. It's, cool. it's fine. Someone, yeah.
3: I just want to note it for the record. Someone's boys were ready. We were ready. Dude, we you guys were
0: ready the day after we made the list. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty
2: sure, yeah, you were born ready. Is that too cliche? Sorry. That's,
0: yeah. But that was this lame. this is indeed our horror podcast, Deliberations of Doom. Doom. And just for those of you, just in case one of y'all has never heard one of these before, I am Chris. Patience. Philip. Russell, Rob, and uh, yeah, <laughs> good sound off. Like, when Rob. we say the Summers brothers, it's Russell and Rob we're talking about. Yeah, it, uh, we, uh, we often <laughs> phrase it like those goddamn Summers brothers. That's the context. Fucking
2: Summers brothers.
0: Yeah. We love you guys
3: too.
2: <laughs> I I call you SBs or the SB squared.
3: Wow, we have a lot of names. Yeah, I know we had. I didn't even think yeah. about See, it.
2: We've all gotten to be friends to the point where we have
0: nicknames for each other. Like Phil's now the Goose. The Goose. Yeah. <laughs> he has a secondary like uh, affectation that we put on him, which is uh, Phil people time. <laughs> <laughs> so hope none of you guys are waiting for Phil. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Uh,
1: I
0: get here when I can. Yeah. So, thanks,
2: Phil. <laughs> Maybe it's your fault we're like recording this so late. No, I mean, no,
0: no, that no. A grenade mine. Okay. He's only late all by right. half an hour. Chris
1: is like by like a month. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. 15 yeah. minutes and I showed up with chocolate, so fuck off.
2: That's
1: true.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, patients brought whiskey. Me, because yeah. I passed out on their couch last night. From too
1: much whiskey. Yeah. Exactly. It's All right, it's a vicious circle. Let's yeah. do this. I'll
0: fall on that grenade. And then, you know, we did go to a haunted house last night, so I feel like it was work. Related to this podcast? No. Nope. It was, yeah. It was. Not at go. all. <laughs> Don't you deny me. You're just mad because you couldn't go.
2: I know. I was doing homework. I was watching these stupid fucking movies we're about oh to review.
0: You know, you had a so on. Angry. These great movies. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was at Fantastic Fest.
0: We weren't. Yeah, That's not our fault. It. Yeah. The whole through Fantastic Fest they're messaging. So are you guys ready to record? Yeah. Like, God damn it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I feel theme... like that was exaggerated.
4: <laughs> Sorry for you. trying.
0: Our theme for today's show isn't really a theme so much as we needed a theme and we were like, okay, what about horror movies from the nineties that not don't always get pushed to the front of like, oh this is a really good ninety. Like, yeah, horror. like
2: yeah. you know, no screams here, you yeah, know.
0: Exactly. So uh, but, but before we get to that we had a fan who was like, "I really think you guys should check out." This and we one use the movie. word
3: "fan" loosely. A person wrote us. On person wrote is us. he a
1: fan?
0: I
2: don't, know. Like, <laughs> like, I don't
3: wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to mischaracterize this person as an actual fan. <laughs> and,
2: you know, to some of us, maybe I he think, actually hates us. To you know, some of us, this is the equivalent. Of, have you
0: tried drinking this poison? It's Delicious. <laughs> but to others, we're like, it was fine. Yeah. And that movie that was recommended is t- the year two thousands, Cherry Falls, which of course is in and of <sighs> itself a pun. Which yeah, I believe they recommended it echo.
3: thinking it was a 90s movie. And it is a very 90s-ish movie. I mean,
0: 2000 is, you know... It that, was shot in the 90s, released yeah, in 2000. There you, right, go. There you so go. It certainly has a 90s feel to it. It is very, very sure. 90s. Uh, and I guess one of the things about this that make a lot of people go, oh, you should see this if you haven't. Because it never really got a proper release, um, despite having, at the time, a growing big star, uh, Brittany Murphy, who, of course... R.I.P. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, and that's a sad one too. Jesus, she was like total accidental death. Like
2: her and her husband. Yeah,
0: and her husband. Still don't know if it was uh, Black Mold or not. Yeah, yeah that's some weird mystery. stuff. Still
2: weird. But, uh, yeah, it's it's own
0: horror movie. Jim right? Jim who was also at that point where his career felt like it was starting to lift off. Uh, Michael Biehn, who was desperately trying to hold on to uh, being relevant on yeah. any level, uh, post-Terminator 2. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I,
1: really I like
4: that. Michael Biehn. <laughs> <He> was
3: always <laughs> awesome. Uh, but, but let's
0: face it, you know, I mean... That's he never a quite movie had
3: movie the big career he. Pr- I feel like he should have. Yeah, agreed. I mean... You know. Tombstone, he's amazing. That's yeah. true. He's, he's great in that. He's great in Terminator. He's in some great flicks. The Abyss. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's um, true. And oh, DJ G- This
0: is an early DJ. Yeah,
2: DJ Qualls, well. this- who has no... I think he has zero lines in the movie, though.
0: I, I think he has, like, one line. He just he's smiles and looks...
2: I know, he just... Like, yeah, he
0: approaches a
1: girl one time yeah. and says something, like, yeah, about a video yeah, game. Like, hey, he goes, hey, do you play, like, oh, Quake or something? She goes, says,
2: only if you wear a rubber. Only if you wear a rubber. Deathquake or something like that.
3: Directed by...
2: Um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, Wright who, who.
3: Seemed to be like he was going to be. Like he was an Australian guy they plucked because he directed Romper right, which was a movie that kind of put Russell Crowe on the map. Yep. absolutely. And then it seemed like this was kind of going to. You know, they found this kind of interesting director, and this was kind of. Gonna, they were going to bring him over here and give him an American, you know, horror movie. Um, so.
0: Yeah, and and which that, happens all that, too This often. is really
3: his only. Mm-hmm. Big movie after that. I yeah. know. Oh, he really didn't he do he, uh, he, Supernova. Supernova, do you guys know about that? Uh, no. Do you guys exactly. remember the movie Supernova? It
0: was uh, a weird. Oh, he also brought Sam Worthington to us, so we can thank him oh, for that.
2: Oh, we do shit. love him yeah. for that. So from
0: the 2006 Australian adaptation of Macbeth. Uh, thanks a lot. Well, so we he did. Made... Supernova on here. Yeah. I, I think you're mistaken.
4: Uh, well, what happened was he was supposed to do this film, this sci fi movie, Supernova, and. Uh, they kicked him off or fired him either during production or right before production yeah. and brought on Walter Hill, who finished yeah, yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Walter Hill left, and they, for some reason, hired Francis No, Ford no, no. Cop- he was producing, it was a Zotrope movie. Okay. It was Coppola's company, so I think Coppola did the reshoots. And then Coppola, yeah, tried to save the movie. But um,
0: regardless.
4: So,
3: uh, not a, uh, not uh, a stellar career. Movie. Not a stellar. This particular
0: movie was Never got a proper release until it was kind of, like, shit out, basically, for, for like, a very, very tiny I
2: believe release. this was considered, at the time, the most expensive tele- made-for-television movie ever made, because um, it was only released on, like, USA Network... And their budget was like $14 million or something like that. Was, that was a year. Yeah, it was USA yeah, Network, yeah. 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 And it was supposed
0: wow. to be a, a full-on theatrical, mm-hmm. like, wide-release film, but I get why they wouldn't, and not because of anything to do with the quality so much as it's squeaky stuff about teenagers and sex.
2: It's, and you're like, it oh. It wouldn't make awesome. the yeah, ratings. It's definitely taboo Beard for that time. release yeah. it
0: on
4: TV then. Yeah. Well,
0: they
2: just cut it to edited. shit, yeah. Yeah,
0: probably cut to shit. But. Which
2: is why it's not so great. Or, so, I mean, I don't think that's the only only reason why Someone it's not so great. A, a summary of this. All, All right. Go right, yeah, on. The,
0: the, uh, basically, this takes place in a town called Cherry Falls. There you <laughs> go, Virginia. That's not the pun. The idea being is that there's this person who with, who, uh, uh, identifies as female <laughs> with long hair in their face, <laughs> looks like the ring girl but taller yeah. um, who is killing teenagers and as it goes along this is a very truncated version of this basically turns out only virgins are her targets so when this is released, which is one of the dumbest moments in this movie where Michael Bien is the town's sheriff, is like, we should tell everyone that if they're a virgin they have a chance of getting killed at a high school meeting and you're like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> that is not police work and so the whole town is like all the teenagers in the high school are like to be
3: fair they do debate whether or not he should do it yeah
0: well a little but he's like no I'm putting my foot yeah. down I'm doing it <laughs> and so the, the all the teenagers down is like okay we gotta fuck except for the the lead character Brittany Murphy plays who is like kind of goes back and forth saying, oh, I'm gonna fuck oh, I'm not gonna fuck the one thing this movie does get...
2: Yeah. <laughs> to fuck or not to, to fuck. fuck. That is, that is really the question. question.
0: struggles with this
3: choice. <laughs> she does. in In that particular way, a really good summation of, like, of a young girl. I mean, struggle
2: I her. With her she's like, oh, I like it sexuality. when you suck on my toe, maybe I'll fuck you. Yeah. But now, now I know her. I don't want to fuck you anymore. She's <laughs> with,
0: like, her boyfriend, and she's like, yeah, no, that's too far. And he's like, okay, fine, I'm breaking up with you. You're like, great guy, right? Okay. <laughs> but then later... She <laughs> had waited a whole year, though. Later, after all the stuff comes up, then she's, like, trying to seduce him, and he's like, "No, I don't want but, it. If you want
2: it that bad, you have to be like feel it." And I'm just like, "You're, I'm confused." I'm the weirdest douchebag in the world.
1: I'm wondering if he a scene, was, but I'm wondering if a scene was cut out between those two scenes because she's acting kind of drunk in that scene too. If you notice, you watch it again. She's like biting. She's, like, bite it. she's bite acting like she's under bite some bite kind toe, of thing. She does, but you don't see her do anything before that. So you
3: wonder she if there's does, something. She looks no, but there, as she fuck has a scene, traumatic though. secret revealed to her before that yeah. that she's not prepared. which
2: makes me want to have my toes bitten
3: yeah yeah uh you so, always want your toes bitten
2: <laughs> no so no we don't
3: <laughs> so it so I think that her react she's acting out and I understood that and I also understood that I think what the writer was going for was this idea that the guy was all talk like when it finally got when he finally got what he wanted yeah. he didn't know what to do with it And he
0: also they wanted to set him up more as one of the multiple characters and one of the things I he think was a red herring for well, sure well, yeah to go It could be all these different people, and the film actually does do a pretty good job, I think, of making (laughs) you go, "I really don't know who it is." Oh, really? Really? um, I knew exactly. I I knew exactly. Yeah. The first ten minutes in. Oh my god! He's the killer.
2: Yep. No one. That
0: person. I mean, he seemed to be like it pulled the at this time very common. Who is the least likely person to be the killer, but still could technically be? It's always that person, you know. And in this case, it was like, yeah, okay. Why would this guy even be a character in the film? If he's not the killer,
2: well, well maybe, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Are we giving a spoiler review here? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, what made me laugh was she couldn't recognize her own teacher in a wig. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, it's like Superman. Oh, I'm Superman without my that glasses. Was all in her, in her glasses and no, no. I mean, she gave an actual fucking like police all right, so sketch. I think we're jumping
3: ahead <laughs> to the, with specifics. Overall. Did you like this movie?
2: I hated this movie okay, so much. I hated much. this movie. Um, when the killer <laughs> walks into the orgy and is like, "Class dismissed." I, I checked. I mean, I that was my favorite it. moment. I <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Mean, that was when I was like reevaluating my life decisions.
3: <laughs> yeah. What is
1: Brian okay? Here? Well, here's I, I like this movie kind of right in the middle, but what I think's unfair is, like, you can watch, like, a movie that attempts to be a shitty movie from another era and be like, oh, it's a throwback, oh, it's supposed to be this. This movie, if it was made in the 70s or 80s, we would, like, be like, oh, it's a cult classic but because it wasn't made in that era we're giving it shit because i thought it was so cheesy mm-hmm. fun towards, like yeah class dismissed that's a horrible line but i loved it for being horrible and he's just swinging the knife hitting you know no. people at like you know I, random I didn't like i feel
2: like this movie was made to be horrible though i thought this was like a i don't movie? know
1: when class I, dismissed I, is being yelled and he's just swinging the knife true. They bar
2: and
0: drag killing
2: people yelling it's
1: out
0: class
2: It it was
1: meant to be a fun... I feel
2: like they... I did not get the camp vibe from this Yeah,
4: I agree with you. I'm not not sure I totally got the camp vibe. I I mean, I... I felt like
1: it was. I, I, I like. I mean, my thing is: yes, there was cheesy stuff in there. Yes, there were huge plot holes. Yes, Michael Bean seemed like he was more rapey than a dad. Like
2: all those <laughs> I scenes, know, right? Seriously,
4: he that one scene where he's talking to her in a bed, or when he's fighting and with you her, he's he, fighting uh, with her, and they give the weird pause and they look at each other
2: like
1: they're on top. Yes. It was
4: a weird moment. And and I was like, that, so that feels strange. more like
1: Michael Bean's kind of interesting. And not in what's going to mention, on here?
2: His her mom, the mom character was like really hitting on a boyfriend, like, also inappropriate. And that yeah, goes hitting nowhere. on her, and then like assaulting her in the library. And then-
0: but there's stuff like that that made me think this was going to end up being a lot more interesting than it ended up being. Because at first you're like, this feels like it's heading almost in a Heather's sort of vibe to it. Like, mm. we're getting with some dark sexuality stuff in this thing that is definitely not common for this style of, of Hollywood horror film. I'm like, is this going to take a really weird and cool turn? And it always feels like it's toying with the idea of doing something more interesting than ultimately it does. Which
2: is, But like, I okay, feel
3: like was- it's not even a choice. I feel like the movie just isn't... Like for me, the movie is—it's obviously this is a post-scream movie. They—they—they had the script and they said, "Oh, this is like Scream. It's like it's kind of like playing with the genre. It's like it's like like you're saying like there's camp, but it's playing it straight um, and and all this stuff." But for me. Like you, you're right. Like it seems like it's like it, it's more clever than it is. Like in when you're looking at it, but like as you watch it, it's never really funny enough. It's never campy enough. It's never scary. Obviously, well, that, that was my thing. And so it, yeah,
4: it need to be either more transgressive or more self aware, or right. it need to tend in some it direction. It feels
3: like it just like it's. It feels like this really like it, it's. It gave me a headache because I was like, it. It's like relentlessly at this one level. It's like it's like it bangs its head on what it is, and it never is smart enough or cool enough or funny enough or scary enough to be more than that idea. And I felt like, and the worst part is, you can see like it's better than average. Like there's a script, there's performances, there's stuff going on, but as a movie, like it's just, oh, it's just. Well, I think that was mediator. the other thing
4: I thought to myself, which, which is, what is the hook to this movie? Because it didn't have a particularly interesting bad guy. It had an interesting setup with the virginity thing. And it seems like the entire third act is going to be the sex party, right? And then the which sex is great party happens that everybody there is a victim off screen for most of the most of the climax, and then they go there for like no five minutes at the end. <laughs> yeah. nine, 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 nine. Nice so
2: one. That was a real problem
4: to me. And so I was sort of like, "What is this movie? Who who? What which thing are you also?" Going for? And I'm surprised
3: Phil hasn't mentioned this the boring 90s cinematography of this oh, movie that's all of these it movies. Is, uh, yeah. almost awesome. all of them I, I don't know there's it it, it, fa- it definitely failed to distinguish itself it's from like, the pack of post it like looks like a tv show uh, I mean, yeah, like, it, it was feels really... like maybe they weren't maybe they weren't meant for um for usa network but jesus christ it looks like a usa network uh, yeah, it does.
1: you know but i think uh, uh, russ hit the nail on the head though what was interesting about this was the concept To me, that concept was maybe a better script or whatnot, but then with that concept comes the problems of showing teenagers actually having sex, which is why the third act is the way it is. Like You cut away from the sex party, because you really can't show teenagers just fucking for 20 minutes. I mean, I mean,
2: well, I mean you can.
4: <laughs> well, but, but I think the thing <laughs> so is that this if, movie if this has
0: no climax in that sense. Well, I mean,
4: <laughs> but if it had been a mo- if they, if it had been the the more daring movie that I think i had been led to believe, that is where it would have gone yes. for most of the movie. And I think that was kind of where I was frustrated with the film was that it, it really was kind of nothing. And would- it, so it just sort, of, it just sort of was. It, by trying to be, you know, I, I don't even—I well, don't even know what it was going for. Which is
1: why I feel it's kind of campy because it could have gone way more serious, way darker. Really have some gritty yeah, stuff in I'm there. Saying, it could have gone I really gritty. Think, it just think when you but watch
3: something like Scream and it threads that needle so beautifully. Of like, it's, just, it's a better movie. Right. Scream's a better yeah, movie. It's just, it's just yeah. smarter. It's
0: cooler. I mean, it really played with your expectations so yeah. well. Whereas this one acts like it's going to and then just falls right into it. Yeah.
2: I mean it was like the same boring trope over and over and and over again. It
4: has such a such an inflated reputation. I mean there there is this movie definitely has its fans, and and I'd heard so much about it, and so it was one of the ones when we talked about doing it. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll finally check this out. And then when I did, I was like, what is all? What I
2: mean, what's is the hoopla?
0: there, there is fun to be had. I think the final like slasher kill, like him running around the house just randomly I slashing it. kids, was awesome. I was like, this is uh, so much fun. I love it. There wasn't and anything I loved. Brittany about
2: Murphy this movie. at this point, Brittany Murphy was amazing. She's so great. She was so she great. Was good. And
0: she was just one of those actresses who just breathed yeah. sex off her. You were like, oh my god. She is so, like, That explains Michael Dean. Right? Well, yeah. what could you do? <laughs> that's maybe. Like that that on was on that, that weird look uh, that they shared. Uh, he wasn't originally supposed to be in there. It was supposed to be Stephen Lang, who couldn't do it because of scheduling, but he admitted, I really just wanted to do it to work with Brittany Murphy again. And I was like, uh-huh, talk about creepy older right? dudes hitting on Britney Murphy. Seriously.
2: Yeah. Well, 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 I mean,
0: she was, like, in her 20s at this point, yeah, I
2: think. but still. He was, like, yeah, in his 40s. So, well, yeah. I think she,
4: She's, she's good in the movie, but the
3: movie's... Good. I, think it's
0: I mean, she's the only good they're, part
2: they're, of the movie. There are
4: elements to the movie with Brittany Murphy and Michael Bean and Jay Moore and people that I really like and a really great concept that there, there is a better movie in there somewhere, and it's, it's just too bad it didn't come off. You, you know where that better movie is? In the intro, which my good buddy
1: Jesse Bradford's playing in. Yeah, the intro was awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, that's one of my good, he good, has good like friends. A funny speech
3: right. about being an alien. I was that's like, okay, exactly this is right. It was horky. Yeah, the yeah.
2: beginning was the best part. I thought he was going
3: to be in the movie. I, I think did too. I, yeah. got, I was, I was like, whacked. ooh, with Jesse the killer? What's
1: yeah. going on here? I love
4: what Phil's got dropped My good
3: friend. I <laughs> oh, I love him. Great, He's a
2: like,
4: uh, great human being. That's well, fine. you know and what? Does he talk about us that way? Well, my good friend's the summer. No. All the time. doesn't. Nope. All the
2: time. I just want to point out the least plausible part of this whole entire movie was the fact that Jay Moore did full nails every night and then yes. took them off during the day when he was teaching. <laughs> like, press,
3: they were the Lee press-ons. They just I, all, see, okay.
2: No, those were those were not <laughs> Lee press-ons. Those were acrylics. <laughs> That's not realistic. And if, yeah, at Yeah, I mean,
3: if you're gonna let that slide, this is one of what these gonna...
0: things. It sounds like you ever watch a movie that involves a very specific profession and you and it's a great movie, but you watch it with a guy who's ruined because he's <laughs> like. No, dude, that is not the kind of wrench you would use on. Yeah, I'm just oh, yeah. saying, know, like, as a so woman, so that is, is
2: so unrealistic to put full nails on like at night. I no, I think it's not- yeah. <laughs> no, it's not fair
4: critique.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> so that's true. False. Um, before we it? get started on the underrated '90s horror, because this is a horror podcast, I have to take a super quick second and say the second season of Channel Zero is on Sci-Fi. If nice. you are a horror fan, you need to be watching this show. It is. Way cooler than like American Horror Story, uh, you know it is.
2: Hey.
3: I'm okay. Well, you know what? As a horror fan, you should be checking it uh, out
2: American Horror Story. Is tanking right now. I mean, so, yeah. it's yeah. weird, the surreal, Lynchian horror. Well
3: at all. It's written by one of the guys who was on Hannibal. I've um, not nice. seen the
0: second season. It is. So th- it's an
3: anthology that. season. Um, if you haven't seen the first one, it's also great. There, it, I don't know. This new one is about like a haunted house you can't leave. It's oh, that I, sounds I,
0: more of my alley. Yeah. I, but it's
3: also got great character <laughs> stuff. It's surreal and bizarre and genuinely I think the only truly scary show on TV. So I think the I Exorcist just, is the scariest show. I'm not on watching TV. that one and that one's my, my next one. It's so good. but anyways, I just as a horror fan, I'm really excited about the show and I want everybody else to check it out. So, so I had to kind of throw it out there.
0: And as well, while we're in the break between the requested movie, which by you, the way you guys, if you want us to like I said, if you want us to review something specifically that we like we haven't talked about, that's maybe a little obscure like Cherry Falls, but you think is great. It's a horror movie, mind you. Don't be recommending romantic comedies or some shit. You can. Uh, I will, punch you, a the, I I can will punch, punch you in the up face. For any movie and suggest face. them because we'll look around and we might indeed uh, review uh, them. And maybe next time we'll be able yeah, to look back is, and find your comments. So we follow can us, us on Facebook name. and Twitter. <laughs> I know,
2: sorry. And
0: whoever sorry, recommended
1: friend. Cherry Falls, thank you. I enjoyed it. Screw everybody else. Yeah.
0: I, no, I no, enjoyed it. I'm was i glad I saw it, but it's nothing I've
3: Phil wants to make sure we keep our one fan.
0: That's
4: right. I got
3: your back, buddy. Yeah. And this
0: is our one because it is the break. It is time, you guys at home. Boom. press pause pull yourself a shot and do a shot with us because
2: that's what happens we get Shots with the We're Doom Patrol it's, 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 oh, Cheers, God. cheers Clink, clink Clink, roast, clink roast, roast, chin, chin. All, that, all that We prefer so, bourbon yes. so anyone wants to send us gifts of bourbon <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Good I'm luck trying. patience. I hope I don't think anybody sent us any uh, I'm trying in the mail
2: Well um, oh, man, Kim, so let's bad. talk about that real quick Oh
3: yeah we got um, to, uh, So
2: we uh, Summers Brothers have a fan mm-hmm.
3: Someone in London uh, on Twitter, uh, posted a picture that they had found a uh, single disc that had a double feature of John Carpenter's *Vampires* and
2: *Ghost of, of Mars*. Your favorite. So
3: they were super awesome, and they uh, they tweeted that at us. So that that made our day. I would like to address this.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> a fan comment on one of our pages from Birdie the critic, who says. It's weird listening to the Summers Brothers discuss horror films. On one hand, they're very passionate about what they love and have a lot to say about it. On the other hand, it sometimes feels like they have an indie bias. They will bend over backwards to defend films like Ghosts of Mars, because they come from a director perceived by the public as a culty underground auteur, but will then spend almost literal hours ranting about how Stephen King's overuse in horror films is a poison of the genre.
2: I don't think we said that.
0: Hey, don't defend your comments, guys. Yeah, say so that's I, right. No, I would, I would no. happily defend all my comments.
2: Continue. I,
0: I
4: just want to make sure i sure categorized oh correctly.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, it might be interesting to see the deliberations of Doom Crew do a compare and contrast of similar films where one is a low-budget indie and the other is a big-budget studio film. Same director-writer type of story, but major difference is budget and studio backing. I'm not sure what films in particular you would even what what would be that where it's the same writer, director so it's, a, same
3: it's a very specific uh, uh, request for a show yeah. I will say we didn't like Cherry Falls and that's an indie, indie movie so I can't say we have an indie movie
0: bias $14 million that's a big studio behind that one it just never got released Okay, yeah. and if you you know add inflation
1: that's like almost $20 million oh, million. do you guys God. feel that way do you
4: feel we I'm have
2: actually going to print that out on our business do you feel we have an indie cards. movie bias <laughs> no
1: no no, no I feel you guys have a nostalgic love for movies that really influenced who you became. Okay. And that's fair. You oh, know what? Well, okay. You can love what no, you like. I love. don't think you guys have
2: gonna. any movie bias. You no guys go <laughs> <of> You
1: guys <laughs> like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. You <laughs> know, Whatever. Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> guys, that's the politics of saying you guys are often.
2: Thank ball. you, Bert, yeah. to- <laughs> Bert Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> Bert that. the critic, though, Let's, because that was uh, that, was, that was amazing. That's
0: part of the fun, though, of doing this is that we all really disagree a lot on stuff we're passionate about, or even not even that passionate. On a daily basis. And yet we're all like really really close, because we can take the piss out of each other, and everyone's like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Oh. I, can, I, can lose, I can afford to lose I mean, piss. the
3: last opinion I care about is you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: All, All right. right. Well, let's get on to the regular films. We're yes. the show the 90s. And the first one. 90s, man, I'm bitch. so glad to get a chance to revisit this, because it's such a fun movie. And that is the 1999 uh, comedy horror, Ravenous, uh, directed by Antonia Bird, who, what else did she did
4: Priest. No, she yeah, did, she did
2: priests.
4: Uh, she did Face, which was like a, like yeah. a British time movie. Mad uh, Love
0: hasn't well, done anything. Passed she, passed she passed away. away oh, sadly. did she? Well, yeah. that would explain why. There
2: was it, yeah. a lot was the of, in her of uh, <laughs> production problems with this film. Actually, yes. I was reading about how the original director um, was just kind of getting screwed over by the studio. I think he was
3: also a difficult. Person. i think
2: they were everybody was difficult yeah. it sounded like the exact because even antonio later said it wasn't his fault it was like, uh, she it was
3: his he directed a movie called was it before the rain or
4: after the rain or, like,
3: uh, yeah i think it's before the rain and then i think what happened was uh for whatever reason he he and the studio had differ, differing versions of what they wanted the yeah. movie to be. but um
4: it was uh uh carlisle right the um, the actor uh
0: Who, the died? Well, they wanted
4: Raja Gosnell. The studio wanted Raja Gosnell, who directed Home Alone 3. Right. And I believe one of the Smurf movies. Yeah,
2: but Carlisle was like, hey, I worked for Bird before, so let's get her on there. And she agreed. She's an interesting
0: choice. Um, Somebody give the summary of what this
2: film is. Oh, well, this was my pick for the 90s, because I absolutely love this film. Regardless of the production problems, I think it turned out great. Basically, Guy Pierce. Um, is a coward, and he um, has a huge, like, he messes up during, I think it's the Mexican-American I War, so. yeah, yeah. I believe, where he, like, plays dead instead of saving his, you know, platoon or whatever. So he did end up doing a good thing, and but he still is under, like... He
0: fell ass-backwards into doing a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Because he accidentally became a Accidentally yeah. became a warrior. And, and a cannibal.
2: And a yeah. cannibal. <laughs> accidentally. And a accidentally. Cannibal. <laughs> and so they sent him to this base in, I guess it's Oregon, <laughs> right? Is it California? Yeah. Northern uh, California? It's, it's, Nevada, it's yeah. definitely, like, wit, like snowy. <laughs> and out in the middle of BFE, and um, he's there with um, Lydia Dietz's dad... Uh, Deputy Dewey. Deputy Dewey. Um,
1: oh God! A uh, principal Rooney,
2: hey. <laughs> right? <laughs> principal Rooney. That's Lydia Dietz's dad, right? Oh. Same same person. I, I maybe him. Who's Lydia um, I don't know. From Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, there you oh, go, right. Daniel yeah, yeah. Faraday yeah. from
0: Lost. Yes. Yeah. So
2: anyway, there's <laughs> a really there's a really great cast. David Arquette, uh, you know, all of these great guys.
0: Um, what's his name? Uh, child pornographer
2: Jeffrey. James, yeah, Jeffrey James. Right. <laughs> um, so he gets put into this uh, this fort in Northern California. Uh, Car- Robert Carlyle shows up. Daffy from the beach shows up, and he's like, "Oh, we were, you know, maroon- marooned."
0: Really, Robert Carlyle? You think Daffy from the
2: beach? I do. I think Not Daffy from-, from Train Spot. Right? I think Daffy right. from the beach. Right. Sorry.
0: Got some. Got a
2: clear. Now you know who I am as a person. I'm
1: still Danny Boyle, so it's all good. Very yeah. nice. <laughs>
3: Move on. So, anyways, he shows up.
2: He yeah. shows up, and he's like, "You know, we were snowed in, and this evil person like." Took us the wrong way and ate everybody, and uh, where they go back and it turns out to be a ambush. Mm-hmm. And what I would love
0: is that in a lesser movie, that would have been the beginning of the third act,
2: right? Right? And no, that the whole was third the third act would yeah. have been
0: like you know the, him the fight one on one, and no, we're like not even to the second act yet. Yeah.
3: Like, so so know? basically, what happens is yeah, Carlisle shows up. And says, You got to come back with me. You have to rescue the rest of the people on this wagon train yeah. who are still here with this guy. And they're, they're you know, we're cannibals I yeah. barely can. survived. And they go, they get there, and, and, you know, they all sort of reluctantly go. They're, you know, because they're the only soldiers. They, they go. And
2: Ex- I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, basically it was
0: Robert, Robert Carlyle's character going to
2: get taken. Except for right. mil, um <laughs> yeah. except for Dum Dum. Um, that's, David Arquette yeah. has to go to town. No, I, yeah. no, I was yeah. thinking of, of Dum, of, um, God, I totally just blinked right now. Sorry, what,
0: Neil, Neil McDonough.
2: Yeah, Neil McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who has the best single moment in this film? I think when right when you first introduce his character, with him describing all the characters. He's like, he's, and a, he's a soldier. Standing, he's he's soldier like, he's standing in like ice water, shirt screaming, and screaming,
2: uh, and they're like, so funny. Funny. it's best to stay away from him. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So then Guy Pierce is confronted by this guy. Um, back at the fort, right? Like he, the guy returns, and yeah. it turns out he is a colonel. He is, yeah. He's not who. Or he,
0: he's assumed the identity yeah. of of this guy. So. I, yeah, I no, know, he is That's Colonel. True. He is Colonel Ives. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean,
4: he. I don't know. But I don't don't would, know. No, That's he, actually he, was, a he They would have government
1: documentations of it. He
3: uh, knows I, I thought them. that too. He is. He, he is Colonel that. Ives. He is
1: lying uh, when he says Colonel Ives took us the wrong way. He was a wicked man and treated us poorly. He's talking about himself, and he's playing one of the poor. But I
0: thought they when he's in the cave before he sees a body with that... Colonel that's
1: just his stuff. He took off and left. I'm but telling you, he is Colonel Ives. All right. Yeah. Not that really it really matters. There's no way that.
3: you could impersonate an officer and like get a, like to that well, level. I felt that too. It's interesting you felt that ambiguity.
0: I didn't. I and how he know carried
1: it. himself. I mean, like if you weren't an officer, you wouldn't have that vocabulary. You wouldn't have the know
0: how. You would know other people but in there. He ate him, so maybe ah, he gave him that uh, yeah. extra little bit.
2: Okay, of so. I, that's okay. a little. I agree with Chris. It's a little ambi- ambiguous. So, so
3: overall, your thoughts on the movie?
2: I love this movie. I actually this. Um, it's funny. And Enough that I saw this movie on like Netflix DVD back in 2003 or some shit. And um, a friend recommended it to me, and he was just like, you know what, you should really see this movie because I think you would like it. And I waited like three months for it to come out on Netflix DVD. Like, in my queue, remember back in those days? Oh, yeah. And I saw it, and I was just like, this is my kind of movie. I absolutely love it. It's not super... I I don't know why they call it a horror comedy... Or, you know, a black comedy, because Which I of
0: it do you not I
2: just don't think it's that, I don't think it's super funny. I mean, the chase really? scene, the chase scene is a little funny. I mean, it's
0: very black humor, to be sure, but I think it's definitely still there. Yeah. Especially, I, I mean, the Robert Carlyle performance super is super so brilliant. It's overtly He's funny amazing. in the first act. Like, it, it, there's a lot of straight up, this is a straight up horror comedy. And then the next two acts, it's definitely much more kind of subtextual. And the third act is not at
2: all, even. The you know,
0: third act yeah. gets very straight up dramatic. Yeah. Uh, outside of just how outrageous it is. You're yeah. just like, okay, I, this is Well,
2: insane, the, the so. end point is amazing. Oh, and but can we call it the
0: score? How good the score That movie? was going to be my very, first note. It's
3: very memorable. It's really unusual.
1: It, yeah. it, it definitely, like, I mean, Damon Auburn from Blur and the Gorillas is, like, one of the main mm-hmm. guys doing this score. It's him
3: and then Michael Nyman.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's two brilliant minds together. And then you can definitely see a lot of Nick Cave, Warren Ellis influence from this. Yeah. Like, two or three of the songs in the sound, it's just like the proposition. Mm-hmm. Like, with yeah, that, that. Yeah. that That real low humming and like that, like almost like a didgeridoo type instrument. It was really cool. Um, I like this movie. I definitely feel like it does bounce back and forth here and there, but it's just fun. The score is great. Robert Carlisle, I mean, that guy is just phenomenal and does like, I mean, Gary Ullman and him are at a level that most other guys aren't. Like Gary, you could interplace those guys in any movie and you wouldn't lose anything. Like you know, and everyone loves Gary Coleman. Oh, Gary Coleman Gary yeah. I was Gary Coleman. Gary Oldman. I
4: love him. He loves Gary. He loves Gary Coleman. you imagine your Gary
0: Gary Coleman, Gary Oldman, in his iconic movie <laughs> roles. Yeah. The professional starring Gary, Gary Coleman. Bram Stoker as Gary Coleman. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, John. No. But you know Coleman what I mean? Like, 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 so la, great. like Robert Carlyle. You always forget about. He's and then you're like, wow, this guy is Gary Oldman. Good. He has that and,
3: and, tremendous and, scene where he he, rec- he recounts. The horrors that have happened to him to the soldier. Oh my god! And it's all him, you and, know. And, and the camera just really—they don't cut away to uh, like a flashback thing. It's just him talking in this room, and it's riveting. It's real, and you're there. You, I mean, you 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 really do feel the moment.
2: It, I mean, it's so believable. And then when he comes back, and he's like super suave and well coiffed, and he's just like even better he, like, commands the room, and everyone's just like, oh my god, he's They're, amazing. He's
0: almost playing three different characters. 100%. He literally, He's yeah. playing the completely shell-shocked, PTSD, innocent guy. He's playing the maniacal serial killer, just batshit crazy, and he's playing the cool, collected, you know, um, uh, almost Mads Mikkelsen version of Hannibal Lecter yeah. guy. And, you know? and what was really terrifying
1: was that scene with uh, where, where Jeremy Davies is standing there, and he's like, Sarge, like, what do I do? And Robert Carlisle just is walking towards him, pointing and yeah, moving his hands and that, all these
4: weird directions. Direction. Right yeah. Remember he There's starts a to wiggle, dig? He starts to yeah, dig and he was and like- it's such a strange, like surreal moment so in the movie, and he sells it in every way. And right then you realize something is like seriously wrong. And the score in that piece and how they're cut it together
1: and the really entire, build that tension.
3: The entire ambush yeah. Yeah. is so riveting and well staged like you're just you're scared like you you know you feel like these guys are and there's only one guy and they've gone you know two of them are in the cave davies is supposed to and they, they they're not being stupid they they've got a gun on the guy they don't know what's going on and they just had a stupid guy with a gun on the yeah, glass. but
4: Carlisle is scary. Like he <laughs> yeah. feels supernaturally well, he, scary. He is a truly great villain, yeah. Right? yeah. And, and I think that's one of the strengths of the movie. You know, when you when you think about so many great movies, they, they have a really great villain, and it's he he really it's an almost an iconic performance. And he, he's the linchpin. He yeah. is the linchpin of this movie. You could replace him with anybody other than Gary Coleman,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great. This, um, <laughs> the ambush scene specifically. One he really should have done more horror comedy. I guess.
0: Yeah, but then they would have had to throw in a joke about cannibalism <laughs> because cannibalism, that, that that sounds horrible. Cannibalism. Like, ah, different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cannibalism, what's she talking about? Uh, what's she talking, talking about? about big uh, yes. Um, But
2: I, I didn't want to talk about one part of the ambush scene where um Guy Pierce throws himself off the cliff yeah, and then he just, start. I mean, like that stunt blew me away. I don't even know how they managed to do that in yeah. real life. Like he just jumps off this like Giant cliff and then rolls down a mountain.
3: It's someone doing it, and I, it looks. I, awful. I am, I'm sure enough amazing. whiskey and a bad dare. <laughs> yeah. There's a stuntman out there who did that.
0: I yeah. I volunteered. Oh. You know what adds a lot of pleasure to watching this film is knowing that Guy Pierce is a hardcore vegetarian in real life, and that he was actually having to repeatedly bite into actual meat. Like that stew yeah. is real lamb stew that he would have to hold in his oh. mouth until the director called cut, and then he would like. Basically puke it up. He so he the beginning with the
2: bloody steak. When that, but he that pukes, guy probably that was loves real.
3: depriving himself as an actor. Like you just feel he's yeah. into weird shit like that. Right. And,
1: but you know, one last thing is, uh, I didn't know I was watching a vampire movie. Oh God!
0: Oh
4: for fuck's sake! I want to see our vampire God. episode to get Phil's reference.
1: <laughs> just saying, drinking blood, eating meat, they, they living were not forever. Drinking blood. I saw lots of blood
0: going in the mouth. Talking about living forever. No, it says if you eat
1: the. The, he's the he's
3: Wendigo he's a forever. He's Wendigo.
4: Well,
0: if he doesn't he
2: actually
4: have the
0: evidence.
2: Is this so – so right. are we going to bring we this up every single Phil episode? Phil sidetracked us.
4: Phil's trying to sidetrack us. All right. Uh, I'm going to bring this thing back to Russ, the right. Um Russ, do I, I just wanted to say about the movie, uh, and this will be kind of a theme, I think, throughout the, this uh, episode um, about the 90s stuff. This is one of those movies, um, from the 90s. I think it's kind of forgotten. It's gotten a little obscure. And I, I, I feel like, you know, you want to sort of rescue it. Like we were saying, this is a movie. It has flaws. It's probably not for everybody. But for horror fans, I, I don't understand why it's not held in greater esteem. Agreed. Um, and it was a, it's interesting. It was a, um, which again, this will, I think, kind of be a running theme in a lot of the movies here. It was a studio movie. And I see why the studio, first of all, it's, Crazy that they made it. And then second of all, I see why they had a hard time marketing it. It's it's not a typical horror or comedy or so action movie or thriller. It's kind of got a Western thing. Yeah. It's all those kinds of things. So I see why the movie sort of, um, you know, dipped into obscurity a little bit. But... I, I think it's great. It, it has a lot of big ideas about about history, about morality, about uh, manifest destiny, and it develops them. It, consumerism, it them, consumerism, and 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 so it, it has a lot on its mind, um, which you know it doesn't beat you over the head with, but it is in there, and so I, I really want to give it credit for that. Um, it does what horror can do really well. It can talk about things
3: can in, in metaphor.
0: It on, you can appreciate it completely without any of that. Yeah. or you can go. Wow, that's just. Oh, the there's whole more system. levels. Yeah, there's I levels. mean,
2: there's a morality tale there on several.
0: The only thing it doesn't do several.
1: is like it make it made me want to join the military because I want to be part of that like <laughs> unit where it's like
4: that dude's just smoking dope. All yeah, time. they just that hang out. Dude's <laughs> yeah, that dude's the whole time. It's weird because none of them seem to want to be there, and I'm like, this seems like the best job,
1: 100. percent So it's probably not the best movie if you're like looking at like movies to like oh, I want to join the military. Don't watch this one; you'll get your hopes <laughs> it's up. Weirded
0: me so... out there for a minute because he's like, this movie. Made Want to join the military because you're on the mounds, you can eat anybody you want, (laughs) (laughs) and then you're all powerful and shit. (laughs) I'd eat you right now, (laughs) Cox, if these guys were so. So, Chris is like Colonel
2: Hart, I'm Major Knox.
0: (laughs) Uh, Why do I have to be the rapey child molester? (laughs) You know why. I'd be
3: the
4: Native American lady who goes to the to get the supplies. Uh, I, I also want to say um, this is a movie. The, the dialogue in this movie is great. Yes, it's oh great my all gosh. the way through. amazing! Um, and also, this was um, one of Guy Pierce's first post post-L.A. Confidential movies, really? um, and and so it's really neat to see him in the role. I'm always a huge Guy Pierce fan. Um, it's just great whenever he's in a movie. He's a really good lead. I don't believe he even has a word of dialogue for the first twenty like 25. or twenty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So he's a really unusual protagonist. He's a coward. He's flawed. Um, he's he's really interesting, and he's a great counterpoint because again, he's he's uh, he's a little more quiet and, and reserved because he's been traumatized versus. Uh, Carlisle's, you know, incredibly big performance. So they're really good contrasts. What makes it so fascinating
0: is that the, his cowardice, which is his defining characteristic, is absolutely, I will do anything to survive in the face of realizing now you've got a choice. I mean, even the killer is going, look, you can come join us, and it's yeah. going to be awesome. All you have to do is eat people, and you'll live Or I mean, you'll heal, you'll be super strong, it's going to be great. And that character crisis is really what ultimately drives this movie. This yeah. guy's that big of a coward, but is he big enough of a coward to take that to path? To go all the yeah. way. Yeah.
1: And, I, and I will say, if you talk to any, like, great actor, they will always say, like, if there's a huge actor giving big performances, you've got to be the rock to that big character. Or else, if they're just both yelling at each other and at this lunacy level, like, it won't work. And so he was such a great foundation and let Carlisle just be this amazing villain. So, I mean, yeah. great great tandem, these two guys. Absolutely. Did you, did, you, did you have
4: any thoughts? Uh, no, well, I just want real quick shout-out. Uh, the scenery in this movie is spectacular. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout-out to Mother Nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Mother Nature. Did a world. good job. Looking good, looking did, good, did, world. But but, it, but it props it a good the, job. Props to the to the filmmakers for really capturing it. It's yeah. it's amazing. Um, you covered a,
3: wow. You, you covered most of the stuff. I I, I did. Um, it, it like he said, it was a great cast in this movie all the way through. John Spencer, we didn't mention who has a smaller part, but I love seeing that guy in anything. Um, I do feel like this is an ambitious movie. Ted Griffin wrote this. Yeah. he wrote uh, two scripts that kind of put him on the map. He wrote this and he wrote, "What was the other one plans and ocean's then he 11. goes and then he goes on to write ocean's eleven yeah. um, but Especially. it's it's still it's a very clever script and it does have a lot of really great metaphor in it and I was really impressed by that watching it again i I remember there was a big metaphor for cannibalism and manifest destiny, mm-hmm. um, and I think the movie does a good job justifying the cannibalism in the movie which I think you could just make just this horror show and instead there's a reason behind it there's an advantage to it and I think it's it's definitely like this deal with the devil thing that's really interesting and I enjoy that part of the movie um Pierce is great I think he's a really cool hero and and especially because I mean, a lot of times the other characters don't even like him. Like they kind of they don't root for him. They don't really want anything to do with him. And I really
1: nobody in the entire movie helps him out. Yeah, at and all. yeah. And in the end, no.
3: he's trying to save the day, and he's just you know they're they're against him. And I I have to say I I love the ending of this movie. I really when you, I remember the first time watching it, I wasn't sure where it was going to end up. And I really do love the ending because they pose this thing that to defeat the Wendigo, which is what they sort of uh, push. Or present um, Carlisle's character as is almost supernatural. Actually, really is supernatural. Yeah, I mean, he can I, know,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, meet like almost instilled. Yeah, which is interesting. A um,
3: mm. And uh, <laughs> they present the idea that to defeat the Wendigo, you you kind of have to give up yourself because the Wendigo can't be defeated you can't defeat him without without giving, without losing yourself yeah. you have to make the sacrifice which
0: using the cliched trope of magical mystical native american you know yeah like, i mean that's in this movie but but
3: precisely. the native american survives and there's definitely again that metaphor um i, I don't know i this is, a, this is a really cool movie, and I really enjoyed revisiting it. I watched it quite a few times, I think, when it first came out, but I hadn't seen it in a while, and it held up.
0: Really, strangely, the ending is my only problem with this movie. Really? And it's not a big problem. It's just a reality problem. I think you and I had the same What do you mean? When the trap closes on them, you're like, I feel like Carlisle would have been Okay. Now, he would have gotten the least amount of the damage. Yeah. Yeah. All guy, Broken, broken would have been instantly. But yeah. you're like, considering how strong Carlo is and everything else, I'm like, yeah, I feel like he would have gotten out of. And that. that he's got a body on top of him. Yeah, but uh, you know what? That's, that's not. a big I don't deal. know. There's
1: a
3: great. I don't. I. Ravenous two. Maybe. <laughs> all right.
2: Ravenous <laughs> two. The, uh, the. Return of the Return. <laughs> right, what's next? What's next? It's a good. one. Uh,
4: I defended a
0: studio movie. Are you uh, happy? No. Oh. Well, next, up, we're going with one of my picks, which not only is one of my favorite films in the '90s. It's in my top five films of all time. Really? I think this is. I think we talked
3: about this movie like the Holy first time I met you. Holy okay, too, so And
0: that is Jacob's Ladder from dun, 1990. Dun, dun. So we're going to the opposite end of the decade here. Yeah. Um, okay. I always think of it as an 80s film because it was just. I mean, 1990. On, it still basically felt like the. 80s. Yeah. But this is one of the first films that really started to feel like it was a 90s horror. You know, like of stuff that started to define that decade. Things like. That, the meta-ness of it, the whole, the, the the, Dick, the Philip K. Dickish, like, what is real type ideas? <laughs> exactly. Dickish. He's like, culminating dickish. in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, culminating in the Matrix. Totally. Absolutely. Um, this was directed by Adrian Lin, uh, who was a major director who had done films that were giant hits like Fatal Attraction and Nine and a Half Weeks and Flashdance later on, Indecent Proposal. A director I've never been 100% sold on other than Jacob's Ladder. I'm like, yeah, he's good. Nothing else is legendary for me from his output. But Jacob's Ladder is not just a A really good film. It's a truly great inspired film, at least from how I look at it. The idea, taking Tim Robbins, who at this point was definitely not a major marquee star. You know, he's one of those guys, like, you Yeah, just don't like Bull Durham or something. He's an interesting actor, not somebody you think to lead a film at this point, or really ever, but he's done it quite a few times because he's just a damn good actor. Uh, He plays a uh, soldier in Vietnam, Jacob Singer. Uh, who we see, he's actually back in the, in the, in, you know, post Vietnam. He's divorced from his wife, but he keeps having dreams of being back in Vietnam. And we see the story of his experience in Vietnam play out lin- in a linear fashion, but only in the sense of these uh, staccato bursts of whenever he's dreaming of what happened. So we slowly are figuring out that whole tale that something really messed up happened there. And he's also having waking nightmares of seeing. Really fucking freaky stuff happen around him, like people turning into demons and suddenly just escaping reality more and more into larger and larger delusions. Or are they? (laughs) Of some of the scariest imagery I've ever seen in any movie ever. Everybody's ripped it off. Yeah, yeah. I I mean,
2: it's it's a standard now. And there's a lot of
0: like he really his son has died, uh, which we know played by um, Macaulay Macaulay Culkin in his most
3: cute cuteness, Cuteness. maximum cuteness.
0: drove a wedge between him and his wife who are separated now um but he really you can tell even though he's with this woman played by Elizabeth Pena um named Jezebel mm. uh <laughs> not, that's not relevant pay no attention mm-hmm. no we're gonna do full spoilers so whatever um he and who, who really is your daughter Jezebel? I know, I right? know,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, I thought about that the whole time. Although well,
0: they do refer to her as Jezebel, her me. last name is .com. That's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I don't even know why that was funny. no, that about was that. funny. Uh, so as the movie descends into this darkness, it, it's doing two things yeah. at once. It's have it's both telling a very cool suspense horror thriller that works in a lot of ways because we've never seen anything like it before and it's also trying to say something based on a real story about stuff that shit that went down in Vietnam with the government testing out drugs on soldiers to see how they react and it's an exaggerated version of said tale but nonetheless it is definitely inherent in it to the point where they even felt the need to put post-film Text scroll to say, like, no, this is something that really no, it, happened. No,
2: it and, totally it, happened. Yeah,
0: and it's like, okay, the movie would have been fine without that text scroll. You don't even need that. You're it,
2: like, okay, it I was, buy it, yeah, yeah, it that happens.
0: But, um, it doesn't hurt it either. And there's so many great people in this, a lot of people just getting started out in their career, really. Like, Ving Rames has a nice little role as one of the soldiers, Eric LaSalle.
2: Jason Alexander, Jason Alexander, Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello, Danny Aiella,
0: who plays basically the angel, <laughs> right? Now. And one of the uh, what's his name? Uh, DJ Shadow uses the, uh, a sample from this yep. movie where uh, on one of his albums, where he's like, "If you feel like a demon's tearing your life," um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: the, the uh, Meister Eckhart quotes. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Esapatha Merkerson, who is uh, infamous from Law and Order, like she was on Law and Order for like pretty much the whole entire time. Yeah. Uh, Louis Black. For the love of the gods. Like, seriously. Like, literally everyone is in this movie.
0: And it's just, there's so much visual moments in this thing that are just so incredibly well-directed that I'm just, I can't even parse them completely, even after having seen this 30 times. Of, like, the mixture between the the audio mix and the cinematography. There's a scene in a, a, during a party where uh, Jacob, the strobes start going off and Jacob starts going into hallucinations where he sees his girlfriend, Jesse like dancing and it becomes gradually more frantic and and Mm -hmm. lascivious. She's getting fucked uh, by a demon. And then basically it turns into a demon behind her who basically impales her through her mouth, but it's all just in his head, or is it? Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) And these are...
0: It's such an incredibly scary and well-made scene. And
2: these are all practical effects, too.
0: But that's also, like, I think the point of this movie is All
1: these fears and all these things he he is seeing are part of what – he's creating these things. Yes. They're the things that he is fighting. And I feel like if you haven't seen this movie before, you might not like it because it's been copied so fucking much Mm -hmm. that you'll be like, oh, I've seen this before. Well, you've seen it before because this movie did it first. Mm -hmm. And this movie was highly stylized, really thought-provoking – and the ending has one of those twists that if you saw it today you'd be like oh one of those again well yeah cuz it's been done it to
0: oh he was dead the whole time yeah, yeah. they were the ones to do this yeah. everybody else stole it from them wait <laughs>
2: he was dead <laughs> just I'm, kidding I'm like, but
0: like my my thing is i i mean
1: even like what games like silent hill like completely like you know were influenced by like the yeah. visions yeah. he saw and it being able to go from reality into like hell and uh, and you know it's just a it's a great movie for, you know, uh, I guess being the whole uh, fighting for your life, but literally, you know, you're fighting demons and looking for angels. And uh, it's, it's great. I mean, I love this movie. I only saw it one time in my life. I mean, I saw it when I was 12, and I still remember every scene because it's that memorable. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, most movies you forget about when you see them. I remember this ending and be like, oh, thank God. Like, and I think we said it best. The only movie we were like, thank you, you're dead. Yeah. Because this life sucked.
0: So relieved that yeah. the main it's, character is dead. Yeah. It's a
1: powerful <laughs> movie, though, and beautifully shot. I mean, like, I, I remember like these demons in this car, they're trying to run them over them. You see their faces, and it, it, it freaks me out as a kid. And I mean, there's nothing like uh, like just seeing like pure horror, and this movie is it. So.
2: And I just feel like they captured this super depressing atmosphere. Like it's so oh. dark and dingy. It's bleak as fuck. It's bleak is the perfect adjective so for great it.
0: Performance is in the middle of that. Just they know exactly how to keep, get these actors play it low. Wasn't there all also- exaggerated? Keep it low. And that sells it more because it makes it feel so much more grounded, so much more real. And it wouldn't be horrifying if it didn't feel that bad. The, yeah. the only thing
1: that I remember being weird was the whole like uh, conspiracy story in the middle of it. If it was just like uh, a purgatory-ish fight for your life, like why is there like a whole like government conspiracy involved in your delusions of life and death? That felt a little too on the nose. That makes sense. Like why we're doing this whole thing about you evaluating your life? We're going to bring in a. Uh, Whole other government theory to take the audience completely off course. Well, it felt a little weird, but that's
3: about it. Yeah, I mean everything else I loved.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't think I, it I hurts it, but it could. There could have been a better. It way. just didn't make sense. I
3: think in that the. the, the story. I agree. I agree that the movie sort of offers an explanation that isn't necessarily in line with with the what end. it's setting up. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the movie is constantly playing with your reality. So I I hadn't seen in a while, and I was sort of blown away by. Um, you know, it starts in Vietnam, and the, the transitions between past and present are really amazing. And at a certain point, it transitions in the past, and you're you're starting to question: Is anything we've just watched happened at all? Yeah. Because now, all of a sudden, he's wakes up in his own bed with his with his wife,
0: and she's he's like, everything's fine. Which, by the way, is the scariest scene in the entire film.
2: It's I don't think it's the scariest. I think it's the most heartbreaking. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I watch that scene, the,
0: every single time, no matter how many times I've seen this, and it's a lot. When he wakes up out of that scene in the bathtub, I just start crying uncontrollably every time. It just deeply well, punches me in the gut. We have this juxtaposition
2: of him being, like, half dead in the bathtub... Um, being half dead in Vietnam, and then like in safe his, in his safe home. in his bed at home or with or his he's wife so and happy his children. And everything is you know? the way it's supposed to be. And yeah. it, I mean that scene is definitely profound. We, the,
0: the Summers brothers and I had an extended, a prolonged text text conversation yeah. about what was real and what wasn't in this movie, and I'm firmly convinced. It was also
3: about the timeline as well. Yeah,
0: I'm firmly convinced the only things that are actually happening in reality are the vietnam yes. scenes which is partially why they're entirely no uh, no that's oh, absolutely correct nothing is out of order well that, that's the other thing i think also thing justifies real the, uh, is
2: the vietnam and scenes. Well,
0: chris and i the
3: flashback. chris and i debated because that may speak to your your question about why the um the gas is in there or the the chemical conspiracy that they've gassed these guys and they're suffering a psychotic break and they're they're killing each other um you know, at a certain point, there's this explanation that you know the reason he's dying in Vietnam is because his own soldiers attacked him. It's not, the, it's not the Vietnamese. And um, at, at that point, we he at the end, they sort of offer an explanation of like this is what actually happened to you in Vietnam. This is why he feels so. Bad. And Russ and I debated how would he have that access to that information? Um, if it's just if it's all his death dream, it, exactly. how does he have access to that information? Because, you know, it, was he, and then we actually debated That's actually was a valid he point. actually killed by his own troops, or again, is that a hallucination? Okay, see,
0: I don't think it was. I think, like, I think you have to, Danny Aiello's entire purpose in this film is to include the entrance of the supernatural, to say, while this stuff is going on in your head, Danny is literally a some version of an angel. Mm-hmm. Like he is there to try and help. Well, he's lived that and way. And he, he, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, seriously, yeah. he's a. He, they even say, you look like a fat cherub yeah. at one point. You know, Um for those that didn't get the reference, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
4: know well, I, it's very I, on, if it wasn't on enough on the nose enough for you. Yeah, it's is, it's
0: one of those like at the end I was like, okay, clearly he is supposed to be actually in whatever interpretation of what that is, an angel who is there to help him get to where he needs to be to pass on. Right. Right. So through supernatural intervention, he is able to make sense. All those other things that aren't really happening, the other soldiers coming to him, them finding out the reveal, none of that was happening in the real world. But it had to feel like it was to him for him to get his go through his journey to make peace. It's
1: with just that. the hiring of a lawyer in your dream that's <laughs> kind of weird to me. That's all I'm saying.
0: Especially Jason <laughs> so Alex. It's, it's like it's all this chip in to hire
1: this, this guy from Seinfeld to be our lawyer. And we'll figure this shit out. <laughs> so, like I, Costanza's I, got this. I've never had. I mean, maybe if it
0: was Costanza, I
1: could get that in the dream. That's a little bit out there. <laughs> it was just a little
0: too like Costanza's fucked up about a lot of stuff, but he's dead on about the ultimate dream is to be able to eat a sandwich and have sex at the same. <laughs> right. okay. So I don't think we should go down the
3: rabbit hole of interpretation because I feel like this movie is incredibly um open to interpretation Rabbit-holy? I think it's kind of yeah I think it's kind of one of those I mean I do think it's that's the beauty of the film is it's so your experience is very much personal while overall we can agree on certain things I think the your interpretation of the movie is very personal so I, I don't want to I don't want to debate too much timelines and
0: I mean part of it stuff, is because the title literally refers to the meeting place between heaven and earth I gotcha and I'm like well it feels like it's so on the nose they couldn't mean anything
2: and I mean like they that. straight up are like yeah you need to let go of your shit so that you can you know the die same. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean I mean, it, I thought it was pretty literal so I, you know, hate, like, I
1: hate that his name was Jacob for that very I want to be like Brian's Ladder <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's Ladder
2: well, no, like, no, the whole the movie's <laughs> terrible as <laughs> terrible that uh, doesn't mean, even make any sense exactly
1: like so many
4: people fucking he died. He only cared about okay, Jacob. Okay, like, so fuck off.
2: Phil, uh, the goose is going to remake Jacob's Ladder. Brian's Call ladder. him Brian's, yeah, Brian's ladder. ladder. Brian's
4: Ladder. Uh, I, I wanted to say something real quick about about Adrian Lyne. Um, I, I, I see Chris's. I, so what I want to say about this film, uh, obviously, it is stunningly shot, and mm. and I think that the the the, the British, uh, new, I guess they the British New Wave of director, whatever the title is. So you've got Adrian Lyne, you've got. Um, uh, Alan Parker and I mean, obviously Ridley Scott, who I think gets the lion's share. But I think that the three of them, in my personal opinion, really helped um, invent modern cinema language and and particularly visuals in the, in their movies. I mean,
2: I David Fincher
4: hard. has ripped off his entire style from those three guys, and and he gets a lot of credit for it. And I mean, I think it's one of the reasons we love David. I mean, Fincher. Michael Bay used his DP, yeah. Howard I, I, I just and so. I, lines vision for this movie on a on a on a visual sense is is amazing and i think it's one of the reasons that the movie holds up so well um so i I, you know i think watching this film along with something like angel heart and and blade runner i I really do think you you see the invention of what cinema will be for the next 30 something years 40 years um the other thing i wanted to say was this movie we're sort of taken out of context here um it followed a glut of Vietnam movies. There, You know, you had Full Metal Jacket, you had Platoon, you had Casualties of War. I mean, it seemed like there was one coming out mm-hmm. every couple of months, um, and some of them not so great. And I think what this movie does really well, and obviously we've kind of talked about that already, is it's – it's able to use metaphor to talk about reality in such a great way and about the Vietnam experience and, and, and healing from that. So I think that that's a really great thing. It, it
1: also kind way. of tackled, like, PTSD stuff and what it's like to actually, you know, which people weren't dealing with at that time. Right. At
0: this point, and this was maybe the first Vietnam film to directly to
1: deal with, with that. PTSD. And then also, like, you know, with schizophrenia. And,
0: like, I think really? it's how Tim Robbins hadn't no really played movies.
2: it. When did Full Metal Jacket come out?
0: Eighty-seven. Yeah, but that wasn't really about PTSD. I mean, it's it, about Vietnam.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: coming home. Maybe. I mean,
2: there was some boys
0: huh? coming home, wasn't that kind PTSD? of PTSD? Like uh, anyways, regardless. Anyway, yeah. About
2: coming home, so. uh, no, <laughs> I agree with you. I think that this director really influenced. I, I mean, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is where Twelve Monkeys came from. You know, oh, this is where you know that movie came from. Yeah, you know, I, I really just,
4: think Jacob's Ladder doesn't get enough credit as a movie that really helped define. Um, the decade of, of cinema that it followed, me. as we talked about, I mean, obviously, you know, you got House on a Hill, uh, Silent Alien, Hill, Alien Three, uh, Silent Hill, uh, uh, Dark City. I just think so many movies um, were really influenced by Jacob's Ladder, and it's still influential today. I think they remade it; it's coming out in a few in a month or two.
2: No, I yep, know. nope, it's done. It's,
4: it's a done
0: deal. Yeah, no, nope.
2: it's I, I couldn't. You guys and, and I, th- I didn't even and know. I think
3: what's crazy. It's the lead character's named
1: Brian, <laughs> <laughs> did,
2: and it's they, made by Philip Guzman. Um, <laughs> but I, I think
1: that the director somewhere like fuck. I knew I should have called them Brian.
3: But this is a this is a movie that rel- that is truly the vision of one person. Like I don't think another director would have made the movie that Adrian Lyon makes. And so I have to give him the lion's share of credit. I think the actors are all terrific. I think the um, uh, and the script is great. Yeah, hold on. We have we have stuff going on. Oh
1: no
0: no! I will just curious, to see what the next one was. Oh, okay yeah. yeah I'll no, I was just curious. Trying to, he's like gesturing at me like, like oh. Robert Carlyle and you
3: know, <laughs> like, She's going down over there. There's an ambush. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's a great flick. I, I don't think I can say too much. I don't think I can add too much more to what you guys already said. Like I, I hadn't seen this in a while. Um, I always loved it, but it, it's a really stunning movie, and it's it's horror, but it's more than that. I mean, I really do think the movie's up to it. it the, 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 Level of like filmmaking craft, and then the intelligence of the scripts. I mean, it's a better. It's it's not just a great horror movie. It's like a great movie, you know. And I just I was really pleased to watch it again. It was it was a
0: knockout. I mean, I'm, you're giving full credit to to line or Lynn. I'm not sure. Is it? I line? don't know. No. I thought it was Lin, Lynn, Lynn, but I don't know. know whatever. Um, but really, this writer Bruce Joel Rubin. Deserves he did, it but line
3: of line like he had like Jacobs, you know. Uh, girlfriend Liz... Uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Jezebel, Jeze. Turned into a giant demon and he yeah. had to fight her. And, so I think... He, you're right. Like, I think Bruce... Like, just thinking of the twists in this movie, Ruben deserves a lot of credit. I think he really came up with a really interesting story and he... Obviously, all these people wanted to tell it, but I have to give the line share to Lynn a, that movie could have been fucking terrible and instead yeah. also i have to say one of the best depictions of the 70s i've seen in a movie like it yeah. feels like a, like the 70s don't look like sort of boogie nights instead yeah. it really feels like you're there and I also just want to point out a couple other things that I thought were cool. Remember, he's reading The Stranger on the Train. Yeah. I love just little touches like I'm that.
0: Existential book that just is another thing. In retrospect, when you watch it again, you're like, how did I not pick up that this was like a yeah. clue right in my face? That so. and
3: I think... Because you were
0: watching the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: it's, anyways, <laughs> it's a knockout. We can move on. I just, uh, just I love it.
0: Uh, I will say that the actual original script is my favorite script. I've read the script. Oh, wow, really? Multiple times, and it adds an enormous amount. If you get a chance, they sold it as an actual novel. You could buy it as a book, the right. screenplay with extras and photos and all that, because it's just that good. And there's probably an extra 10 or 15 minutes worth of m- material. There's a director's the cut, too, of this. There's a director's cut that some of that is in and is one of those few director's cuts. I go, I think it's actually better yeah. than the, 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 the theatrical one. Not like it makes a huge difference, but it gives you what you actually want from a director's cut, which is... A whole new sequences with big special effects and cool stuff that doesn't detract and still feels organic, which wasn't
1: you. cut to like increase theater, you know. Plays, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's good. Yeah, cool. exactly.
0: All right, so Ooh. let's go on to the next one. Who picked Day of the Beast? I think it was
3: probably one of us.
2: I, I think don't know. You know I don't sort of even course. know. Yeah, I want to thank whoever picked yeah, it because this I think movie the is amazing. do love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love.
0: This, this is a uh, this nineteen ninety five Spanish black comedy horror action film by <laughs> Alex Alex
3: Alex la Inglisio. Yeah, yeah. Alex. Alex who,
0: Definitely, I, this was his career kind of peaked in terms of good movies with this one. Yeah. Although he's done plenty of other movies, I really like. There's nothing else he's done I love. Yeah, the way I love this movie. His and career if, is disappointing. and, and if it bit. doesn't grab you. Like, if you don't laugh out loud in the first five minutes of the uh, film... Then,
2: then you then are dead inside. You. Maybe movies aren't for you. <laughs> don't don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> yeah. Go find a therapist. If, you, if you're listening
3: to this podcast, like, if you've taken the time to sit down and listen to us talk about horror movies, this movie is up your alley. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, give it... Give I it did,
2: wait. Did, wait. Is this the first one we've ever been unanimously, well, like... I'm sure there's been no, a couple other,
3: other, classics, other I don't think really so. Um, unanimous love, definitely.
0: Uh, She's always trying to spread dissent. I know,
2: I man. Not. We have Satan. Driving away. <laughs> just like patience
0: to drive away. Uh, She's like Jezebel from Jacob's Ladder. I am Jezebel. No, he's scratching my back. I'm like,
2: what is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Day
3: of the Beast uh, is a Spanish language film um, about a Catholic priest who has deciphered, is it, uh, which part of the Bible? Is it just. It's, it's Revelations. It's Revelations, yeah. And has realized it is a code. Uh, there's actually a numerical code that prophesizes the return of the antichrist and it is basically tomorrow and he has decided to commit as much sin as possible in order to bring about the devil so that he can Fool him and foil his plans to with the Antichrist.
0: It's not the most well thought out. Play. It definitely is It not. really is, uh, but it's hilarious. Yeah,
2: it's, yeah. It seems
3: like so. Um, <laughs> and and the, the the priest seems to know that.
4: Yeah, as he's enacting it. That it's yeah. He's like, well,
3: this plan. might work. You know, he's only got about twenty four hours. He runs into a uh, heavy metal uh, crazy dude who runs a uh, record store and who joins up with him, and then also a.
2: A professor Psychic- of, of occultism. Yeah,
3: who is on TV and they think can help them uh, conjure the devil. Um, this movie is batshit in the best way that movies are batshit. It's is amazing. Crazy. Uh, if you like... I'd say the closest thing I can kind of think of is the Evil Dead movies or um, John Carpenter when he gets a little It definitely wacky. has
2: like an Army of Darkness feel yeah. to it at some point. It, it's
3: crazy, but it's actually still scary. Um, it's fun. It's weird. Uh, I don't... I mean... I don't think I can. Rec- there, there, if you like movies, you've got to love this one. There are I few mean, movies
0: that there are very few movies that I make me repeatedly laugh out loud, and this is one of those movies where it just keeps taking you by surprise. But at the
3: same time, it's, it's not a bunch of. It's not like a you know, it's not Anchorman or something. It's no, like, not gratuitous. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: It's, it, it takes me by surprise. Is why I laugh. I'm I like, think wow, that is something I never. The would most amazing to. thing
3: that Dalia Iglesia captures in this movie is the tone. Because he keeps all the weird, scary stuff, but it's still funny and crazy and absurd. It's almost like a Kurt Vonnegut novel or something. It's yeah. just nuts, you know? So, um, anyways, that was my, my thing. So, I, don't know.
2: I, I love how um, Phil texted uh, when he was watching it, and he was just like, yeah, the opening scene where the priest gets like completely obliterated by the giant cross (laughs) it was like i'm okay i'm sold this is the
1: greatest movie ever nobody likes mimes and literally (laughs) there's a mime just like panhandling standing on top of a staircase the priest walks by and just without even thinking twice just shoves the guy he probably could have killed this damn mime i think he he must have fallen like a story (laughs) down some steps and uh it's great um I will. I've got to thank you guys because this is one of the best movies I've never seen. So if you guys wow. haven't seen this movie, it is fun. It in all those great ways. It, it's there's never anything in it that's bad. I mean, like, you know, like maybe the shotgun that never runs out of bullets that might or shells. Yeah. That might be the only I thing mean, to really this, yeah, question. But it's
0: so uh, the whole thing is so absurd. It's hard to like pick on it for stuff like that yeah i mean definitely the guy just when we finally see the devil or is it yeah it's not so great cheesy
4: looking stop motion
0: but but in a cool cool b-movie way way.
2: Uh, the one thing that i really loved about it is there's so many subtle things in the background that are just so hilarious like these little microaggressions that the priest you know takes out like you know these little like oh i'm gonna steal this guy's wallet and it's just so subtle and then like at one point when we um see the uh, professor caven is it mm-hmm. yeah. um the very first time and it's his television show and he's doing exorcism and yeah. like the dad is just completely covered in garlic and it's, it's just amazing. like there's so many little subtle things in the background going on that you're the movie is packed i, I mean it's when just grandpa, a grandfather in the boarding at,
0: house who's just
2: inexplicably naked, naked and all and the all time and, and they're just like oh are you starkers <laughs> and they uh, that's my new favorite word yeah. starkers yeah grandpa's like straight-up dick-hanging <laughs> the whole entire movie. You're yeah. just like, all right, even nobody this. cares. like, yeah. whatever,
0: he's naked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've got to say, the guy who played Cave and really, uh, really steals almost every scene. That guy is brilliant. And uh, they go to him because, you know, they think he may be able to help them contact the devil, and he's just a bullshitter. Yeah. And he's, he's like, in my book, oh, we need blood. Oh, here's a woman. No, she's got to be a virgin. Good luck
4: finding a virgin blood at this hour of the yeah. night. And it's just fun. And, um, and he has such a great arc, too, oh, because he goes from a non believer to a believer. To,
2: to being a badass. You know, yeah.
1: yeah. Which I don't want to give away any of the endings. I promise a lot of you have not seen this movie, and it's worth watching. And the
2: metalhead, too. Oh, the metalhead is my favorite. It's so great. Yeah, he's so great. He's just. So he's so
0: sincere
1: so if you like you know? death metal and the devil and an anti-hero that's a priest yeah right yeah.
0: <laughs> that only did the priest it's like really like like the obviously sweet. uncomfortable about having to do all these evil acts and is not good Well,
3: they, he even says at one point he says oh wow that's television like he'd never seen tv and he's like and the heavy metal guy's like you've never seen tv what do you do all night he goes pray yeah you know like that's just the kind of guy he was and now he's been tasked with like saving the world
4: yeah, and again, as you said, like it's weird to me. This is such a great movie, and uh, like I said, kind of a running theme in, in, in most of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Why there isn't a, a great uh, you know DVD version of this? This was a kind of hard movie yeah, to track we down. We had a hard.
3: It time was hard to watch it. then, and it's hard to watch now. Yeah,
4: and I, I, it just surprises me that it, again, does not have a bigger place in the horror canon. It, it should be a movie, you know, people celebrate and talk about and do revivals and all that kind of stuff. And instead, it's just sort of fallen into obscurity. And it's, and I, that's the thing I, I love about this movie is you watch so many horror movies where you want it to be this movie. And you go in, you know, like Sherry Falls or something, you know, you go in mm-hmm. watching it, hoping, oh, it's going to be funny and weird and a little edgy, and it's never that. And this movie fires on all cylinders on those expectations. The whole movie. Yeah. Like, all the way through. It was definitely one of the more fun rewatches uh, of the list.
0: Agreed. For um, sure.
3: Definitely. So Yeah, I was, I mean, like, it's funny. It, it's a Spanish film. It looks like a Pedro... Aldemovar. Aldemovar. Yeah, it looks like one of his movies. Yeah. Like, it's all the riot of color and, like, the, you know, the, camera stuff. If they had put comedy neon,
0: in this lots I live of live neon, in, yeah. it would feel like that. Right. <laughs>
3: um, and the sequences in this movie, and it's just really great. First off, the three heroes are all kind of assholes, and it's awesome. Yeah. Like, you just. They're you, really unlikely. Yeah, they're too. really. They're kind of this neat trio, and um, that part's really great. I loved, like, just the exposition scene where they they have to explain how he's deciphered the book. And he explains it to this mall cop who's like busted him for stealing <laughs> He's, it's like a
2: kleptogram it's a really great <laughs> I, yeah that joke like, yeah. The, the, the I cleptogram. cried laughing yeah <laughs> it's like what the
3: fuck um, that's yeah. great and uh, um, you know the scene where they're hanging off the Schwepp sign over the building yes. yeah. Yeah. really so excited. i don't and you know um Dude, that guy, thing's tra- that stressed me out the like, guy
0: kept jumping
3: <laughs> like, yeah. well, because
2: they're, the heavy okay, metal well, guys are they're, like on acid. Balls they're tripping out. on the director has a
0: weird thing though in his movies for guys being way up high in the okay
2: i just and
3: then the 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 sequence where the priest has to go get the virgin blood uh-huh. and fight with the mom oh, and God. not spill the blood and the mom's like shooting at him takes off like part of his ear the uh, and I have to say the sequence I always think about in this movie where they they draw the pentagram and um, what happens next and I I was I remember when we first watched it the suspense of like I re- the movie you really don't know where the movie's going. <sighs> And are they going to be able to conjure the devil? And if so, what's what's that going to be like? And it's it's completely satisfying.
2: There's a, I just want to interject really quick. There's one scene that I just was absolutely blown away, and it's when Professor Caven is explaining the sign of the devil and you know where they're supposed to go to find where the Antichrist is going to be born. And they turn around, and there's like these two giant buildings, and there's like this neon star of Bethlehem mm-hmm. with your three magi. Just sitting right you know right in front of it and I was just like oh this is the cinematography was absolutely amazing.
0: Satan mocks the Lord. I mean, it was get, perfect. So wherever the birth of the Antichrist is, is going to be a a mockery of where Jesus was born.
2: Right. I just was blown away by yeah. how amazing that scene was. The, just the that one just still messy
0: and
3: crazy and a blast, like all the way through. But it's constantly. I'm impressed by how sharp the script is. It is. It's filled with cool stuff like that. There's all these great payoffs to ideas in the in the that
4: it sets up where usually like other movies are kind of fumbled that or just kind of Well, it has the, the roving band of marauders. Yeah, the Clean Up Madrid yeah. guys. Yeah. Really, really pay off in an amazing we're way. Yeah, where just
2: that like goes. They're setting people on fire. Yeah, they're setting the
4: homeless on fire yeah. and you're like, what, what? And it's just in
3: the
2: background. It's, it's just it's happening and you're like, really why is this macabre. in the movie?
0: It almost feels I mean, like dark. something from RoboCop. Yeah, you know yeah. That yeah. world building around it's it. It's dark. You know? Like this it is, is a, this is the time when the Antichrist would be born. It's Jacob's
2: Latteryan. Yeah. I just made that up right now. <laughs> I mean
3: I it's feel it's Brian's Ryan's like, <laughs> ladder. Um I feel <laughs> like this was
1: almost a perfect movie had they maybe put a little more thought into
2: the effects. Not not even
1: the effects. I don't care about that. Like to me it's story is story. But it's yeah. like it was just a if you found the devil, the fuck were you gonna ask the guy? How are you gonna like if the whole point is to find the antichrist or he's being born? I mean, like,
2: well I think is, he
3: just wanted to interrupt him so he couldn't do it on that well, day. Well, yeah. I
2: kind of like. It liked, was just a weird plan. I yeah. actually like the it's, liked not, it's not
3: really. I think he just doesn't have enough time to think of another yeah. thing. And also, he's on his own because in the first scene, he asked for help, and that help gets wiped yeah, out. So uh,
2: it
0: is a little weird the way it concludes. Is that okay? So presumably, he stopped the Antichrist from being born, but he didn't really. It was an accidental. Fire from yeah. the guys who were. Like, hey, guys, I no mean, spoilers. spoilers. Come on, the movie was
2: made in 95. Yeah. I've never
1: seen it before. I've watched a lot of movies. Yeah, well, good yeah,
0: thing yeah. we won't be spoiling it for you then.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, I thought it was a little strange that, I mean, the actual devil was like Black Philip. You know, it was like not yeah. to oh, be confused with our Philip. No, no. um, Mexican. <laughs> Mexican. Mexican Philip. Mexican
0: yeah. Brown Philip. <laughs>
2: Brown But then at the end, like the demons that were like the actual people were like these weird... I don't know. They didn't look very. I mean, good. I think the movie's ambiguous I mean, at
3: that point. It gets a little weird. It was. It's it was really, a little strange. I dig, like I, really I feel dig. like
2: a little consistency with with the you know that whole like I don't know with the effects not Meaning. the practical effects I mean, but it's the CGI. A very low
0: budget uh, Spanish film. I mean, literally, what is a million five spent on yeah. this Yeah, thing? there's only so much you can do for a director who's and this what is the second film. in
2: 1995? What they yeah. did with
0: a million five is
1: amazing. amazing. Yeah,
0: like I mean, like oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. It, it looked like a ten million dollar movie just, minus some effects.
2: Falling off the neon scene with the metal guy was amazing. It
3: was amazing. Yeah. Um I yeah, and apparently he was up for Alien Four? Yeah, I believe I so. Wait, this.
2: there was an Alien 4?
3: Yeah, Alien Resurrection. Uh, no, that was,
2: I thought that, oh, there oh, was 4. That was uh John Yeah, so apparently Sweden. he was up for that. When we
0: were talking about other films. I forgot, I really recommend The Last Circus by him. I thought that was terrific. That's
4: yeah, I, best, I'll go though. back. He did
3: the other one with like Elijah Wood. Uh, what's that one called? And I tried it, and I, I remember like it didn't grab the Oxford oh, murders. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was
2: that, not, that was not I, super great. I, I thought it was, great. it was good. I did I, was and not And I really super did not care
3: for Perita Durango or Dance with the Devil, it's all called I, hated I
2: really I, I wanted to that. watch it's the action.
0: Really yeah, was so such a disappointing disappointment. I like follow new in action, but it's just not as good as the day of the beast
3: I just think good. this is the one movie where he really gets it right, in the rest of his career, he doesn't
0: quite thread the needle. on It's it almost well. there on a lot yeah. of films. So, like witching and bitching, I think is
2: oh, witching there. and bitching is amazing. All right,
0: so so if you,
2: like but it's so, not as good as the this other stuff. thing. The
3: only that sucks is this is a difficult movie to find.
2: So, unfortunately,
3: it's sort of, it it deserves like a really nice Blu-ray release from like someone, like Arrow or something. You
0: can get an import all region DVD of this, Mm -hmm. but there's only a, a, uh, Region four, or whatever version of the Blu-ray. Just,
2: we literally you know, had weird. to make a nefarious deal in an alleyway to get a copy of this with The movie.
0: guy who he was the Antichrist. Yeah, whatever,
2: it was so. like um, like yeah, I lost we, a do. Kidney in the I, we do. <laughs> Phil lost a kidney. I, kidney. I sold my soul, well, but I lost.
0: We we know what happened.
2: To <laughs> and it's not like I really well, had a soul to begin a with. Nap.
0: You do You know, went through a lot of shit for this. I mean, <laughs> I had to call the guy, so that was minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other stuff, Chris. Who right, had to so call a guy well, who Day did not call beast, another? We guy. all loved it.
2: Absolutely, Joy, so far anyway, we not
0: up. counting the the, the fan um, uh, recommendation. You know, yeah. We're three for three. Yeah. we so are. We actually, that's true. Right, so it, holy it, shit, we need exactly to start good. disagreeing. Yeah, let's take a break. You know
2: what? Let's take a break. We'll do a shot, and then we'll come back, and we'll hate each other.
0: That's because this is the point where we have to end this episode, and then next week you guys can listen to the point where we start disagreeing.
2: We're Which is what they really want. I to hear promise, anyway. lots of disagreement. It's
0: going to be—it's going to be very contrarian. I'm just saying. So, uh, tune in next week to hear the rest of our '90s selection. It's bound to be fun because we'll all have another shot in us by then. Mm-hmm. One of Us.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years, but there's a side to them many of you have never heard—the subscription side. Subscribe and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Pub, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch A Movie With Us series. Head on over to oneofus.net and don't forget your
2: talent.